Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we feel the need to bathe as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 160th episode in the series, Motherload. 160. Woo! Wow. (laughs) I really enjoy this episode. And obviously it's like connected to, you know, the monkey show by way of the uh, Stan psychology storyline. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to get into this. Me too. I love Dr. Halpern. I love Jerry. Um, I'm really (laughs) happy about it, but actually before we jump in, I just want to, um, two housekeeping items. Um, I feel like we're in like a corporate meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Agenda. Um, first we are taking a little bit, a brief hiatus for the month of July, um, because it's summer. And we are also nearing the end of the series. So to be honest, we're trying to stretch it out a bit. <laughs> um, Straight up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. But yeah. Best. Summer break. Summer break is great. Yeah. Um, and secondly, like I have gotten um, a couple messages on, we've gotten a couple messages messages uh, regarding basically our silence on Twitter. Um, and I just, you know, I have not been on it um, since the overlords take over. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, people are out there continuing to make funny golden girls jokes and I'm, I'm really happy to do that, but, um, it's just not been something that, um, I feel like participating in right now. So, uh, we might be back and our, our Twitter's still up and, you know, all of our funny tweets are still there, but at this point, like we're really just kind of on Instagram, you know, famously meta is super ethical. So we'll be over there. Uh, you know, it just it, it speaks volumes about our modern life where you're just like, which one is the less worse one? <laughs> yeah, we'll be on that side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can always reach us at enoughwigger.com, of course. Yes, exactly, exactly. So yeah, no, thanks for that. And I also, yeah, it's it's uh it's really interesting to think about the sort of coming end of uh enough wicker. Like we, you know. Uh, as, as I'm sure longtime listeners will understand, we're not going to delve into the Golden Palace, just like so good we named it. But, um, you know, we'll definitely have uh, probably some sporadic and special events as we uh, come to our the close of the the seventh season and the greatest television show of all time. But um, but we're still we'll still be around and, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens and maybe we'll throw ourselves a party and uh, invite everyone we know. Yeah, who's the biggest gift going to be for <laughs> I know. Start buying now. <laughs> oh. All right. Oh. Let's talk about Jerry Kennedy. All right. <laughs> Not that Jerry Kennedy. This yeah. Jerry Um, Well, just to start, like, literally the first shot, there's, like, it's actually, like, man, they're, they're up in their game. I feel like it's, like, a fake sunrise shot. Like, ah. or, or, like, just the lighting on the house and, like, they, they, like, shoot it from, like, the ferns in the front yard it's like gorgeous i was like wow looks really lush beautiful house yeah it's very (laughs) it's very funny i'm just like they're just like oh gotta change it up how what can we do you know they just have the lighting looks nice um so i enjoyed it but uh you know starting off i i do the um you know do love the what do you want to eat it's like well ask me what i can chew and she goes i'll start soaking the cornflakes now genius so great yeah great yeah coming the the jokes in the beginning are great like there's that bit and then um rose being like i haven't had a farmer in the dell phone since i was 50 like I know. it's great it's yeah it comes out really strong 
boy was i embarrassed when i showed up for handball with walter cronkite so i i do enjoy the idea and i also think like i i'm somewhat of like follow my planner kind of person but of course my planner is just like googled calendar on my phone um because I have to write things down or I'll forget that they're going on, you know, like I have to just put it in my yeah, calendar task now. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But I love the idea of someone being so beholden to like their calendar, their planner that they don't even consider what it is. It's like, well, it says I'm, I have a handball with Walter Crockett, so I got to show up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many holes in that, right? Like she would yeah, know totally. on her planner. <laughs> totally. But it's really, really funny. I, yeah, I love exactly. the idea of just like, well, this is what, apparently is what I'm doing. um yeah can i wait can i tell like only a tangential story which just means putting something in my phone yeah (laughs) Uh, okay so i i don't even know if i I might have even told this (laughs) on enough wicker before but um one time uh when i lived in portland oregon i was drinking very late with uh friends of mine and um i was like drunkenly walking home and i ran into somebody uh that was like a peripheral friend and we agreed to like go meet up the following friday at this bar called the mash ton um which is like a term for when you make beer and things um and of course you know dutifully as i'm drunk i i put it in my phone as i'm walking home <laughs> but but, I, but of course the next day you know hazy memories of this and i by, by the way you know i forget like this whole thing happened right and I we get to this Friday, this coming up, and it says in my phone, I just have like mush tud in my phone for like six o'clock or something. <laughs> Literally, like, what? Like, what is this? And I'm like, I think I meant the mash ton. I literally do not like I it's not, I didn't black out. I just completely forgot because I was exhausted and drunk, like that I had this whole thing but me being dutiful and also me being very curious about like my life I'm like is this like a date like what is this you know I literally go to the mash ton early of course sitting at the bar so I can see like who walks in and who I recognize and then of course the minute that this like acquaintance walks in I'm like oh okay it all comes like flooding back to me <laughs> and that acquaintance never knew that I had no idea who I was meeting that day but wow uh, anyway. Thank you. Thank you, phone planner. Thank you, drunk phone planner, Mash Tud. Yeah, you gotta write stuff down. That's it. That's a lesson. I know, exactly, because otherwise I would have felt really bad. I told her I would meet her and then I didn't go. But kudos to me for presenting that I knew exactly what I was going on and being like totally lucid in that moment. Um anyway. True. Could have showed up to handball with Captain Kangaroo. I know, exactly. It would have been very exciting. Oh, good times. So yeah, that this is like the roast thing uh where she has to roast him is pretty funny and then again like just the the storylines of like two weird mom issues like coming together strangely works it's very weird but it does I agree yeah I feel like they're really like they are really addressing the concept of therapy and it's interesting that Stan is the vehicle who like sort of directly pursues it um but this idea yeah like it's a good it's a good presentation of like issues with mothers um and I think the idea having Rose participate in a roast I think is so funny and like um I'm surprised they didn't pull that out earlier because everything about it is so great like 
she's not good at insults so she's not going to be good at this roast and she also like is so genuine and like everything that she says that relates to the roast is funny when she's like Cornish game hen um when she's like ever dressed up like a horse like she's so enthusiastic about finding things but she's obviously missing everything that's out there I I just think that's such a great move it totally is and the whole like did you catch that sure did my friend darn girdle the man refuses (laughs) to curse (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's really classic rose where she's almost there you know like and then you know I do love though after the horse comment and like Blanche aggressively hitting on him, uh, he like literally grabs his planner out of Rose's arms. Like, okay, I'm done. Here. Yeah, he's a little like he's <laughs> he's. Not I would too. I mean, he the man just knows how he has to escape. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, when Blanche comes out to like, oh my goodness, I we have company. She looks so hot. That's such a great dress on her. Oh my god, it's awesome. Yeah, this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry Blanche the dress covers most <laughs> yeah she looks amazing <laughs> I mean really you know Sophia's just on a roll because she's got she's got that whole thing right before it when you're talking about like you know uh when Stan walks in you know I'm gonna try I'm gonna go there to try to get over you go around her it takes less time <laughs> which is like an innocent fun joke like a teasing joke about Dorothy being tall like it's not actually super insulting which I appreciate you know yeah um and then the whole like newsstand newsstand thing is like just it's literally just to play on words as well as change right where it's like people magazine morning herald I'm waiting for the change that was a five I gave you like <laughs> it's such a dumb joke but it's just funny because you know it's good writing and the writers are like oh that'll be great yeah it works it totally works and like um I you know obviously we love Stan coming back like he's 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 back for a lot of this season Her battleman I know yeah he's great well and also like you know remember B. Arthur in her departure um you know she loved working with her battleman so it was like yeah. perfect we're like squeeze him in as much as we can here you know <laughs> I appreciate that couldn't you just medicate him <laughs> Yeah, and Dr. Halpert is great. He oh, is he's magnificent. such a good actor. Like, he's so... I, I feel like he actually is kind of like a real therapist where, like, he's sort of like... I mean, not that he's, like, revealing the problems of his other patients, but, like, yeah. he's interpreting Stan, but he also knows that Stan is, like, not a serious person. And so he, like, entertains what Stan is saying, but he... I don't know. I just think he's got such great chemistry. And even when he and Dorothy kind of, like... Oh, you know God, like when they laugh together, together like, oh my god <laughs> oh I want it let's unpack that for a minute right and not in like the bad therapist way but in actually right. like realistic presenting way because there's two instances right there's when she first walks in and and Dorothy makes the crack and she goes like you know I lied to Sam when I told you that like you know uh, what does she say again? I forget. I think it was like good for me too. Right? Yeah, it was good for me too. Exactly. That's what she said. And then he laughs, right? And it's funny because yeah. then she looks surprised that he laughs and then kind of chuckles herself like, okay, okay. You know, I like this guy. And what I love about that scene, not only for the chemistry of the two of them together, because again, then later when he's like, my mother didn't love me. What's that got to do with anything? And they both like, <laughs> Paging Dr. Freud. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's so good because Dorothy's so smart in that situation. But I love that first laugh because 
Dorothy is fucking hilarious, as we all know. But in the world of the sitcom, you can't have people laughing at Dorothy all the time. And part of the humor is that she does say these one-liners and no one laughs or give her the reaction. But he laughs at her just like we are because that was funny. And like, it's, he actually almost is like, he functions as this like breaking up the sitcom thing where it's like Dorothy has this like a person who doesn't know her and then like he laughs at her he's like you didn't tell me she was funny you know like it, it was it's great I love it it's magnificent and then of course like them both bonding over like Stan being kind of dumb it's just really it's really great and like the other thing I want to say about that too is like the reason Dorothy laughs is because she's fucking really smart. So she knows that if you have mommy issues, which is so funny because there were daddy issues last episode. Yeah. Somebody's working through something and they're I know, it. seriously, right? <laughs> but like later when um Dorothy and Sophia give each other the high five laughing at Jerry. Yeah. It's funny because like Dorothy as a character she is the smartest and she's the most introspective she's done the most work on herself so that's why she can sort of like understand like she can kind of just laugh because both stan and jerry are so far behind where they should be as like adult humans of like having their shit together or understanding not even having their shit together, but just understanding where their troubles are emanating from, right? And it's like, and not to say that everybody has to be, but it's like, it's humorous to her that things are so obvious to her about Stan's issues and they're totally unclear to him. And that somebody like Jerry, who's even older, it seems, also doesn't understand his issues, right? Like, she's just like, guys, get together, you know? So I just love that. It like it actually is like a really strong Dorothy episode because she just knows everything. Yeah, and like when I think that also like is why Dr. Hopper works so well because they can kind of like relate to each other in a way that I feel like Dorothy doesn't always have someone to relate to. Like you mean like in Stan? Like yeah, he's like so my mother didn't love me. Whatever. Like they both. It's almost like I think it almost initially looks like a blooper because of like the timing of like both of them laughing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Really authentic, but like it. I I feel like it just like. It's kind of what would work if you were like, you know, like if a friend starts laughing, you often start laughing, even if it's like you're trying to be controlled. And I feel like that's sort of what's going on there. And like from the very beginning, like you said, like that sets the tone for their like the relationship between Dorothy and the doctor. And I think that that is really fun because like he's not. I don't know he's not necessarily on her side but he also gets that Stan is like a yutz and so he's like trying to help Stan but also trying to like nod to Dorothy that he gets it gets it yeah (laughs) you know like I don't know I just I think it's a really really you're right like it's a departure from what we're used to seeing um and I like it I feel like it really works well yeah it does it does and it's like yeah and he's he's just lovely because he is easygoing he's you know he has his jokes about being totally unprofessional but then he also does act like a psychiatrist you know at times right where he like points out the whole Sophia thing and it's really really fascinating (laughs) yeah yeah whereas Jerry um I I also really like Jerry I think he's a very like great picture of a local news anchor yeah Um, oh my god and peter graves voice is like perfect for it yeah he was the host of biography too for years yeah and he's like wherever there's news I'll be here it, uh, it's so it, you know and I feel like also like people off I personally like 
Action News is the news in the Philadelphia tri-state area, which I must shout out, 6ABC. Um, <laughs> and it like, it does stay with me. You know, like it's something that I can, yeah. it, it, I shouldn't be able to recall like the names of the news anchors, but I can. I know, um, 800 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, Jim Gardner. Uh, but it like, it's, I don't know. I just think that's such a great character. It's such, and it's so relatable, especially at this time when everybody's watching cable news. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and probably relatable that the newscaster called homeless people bums. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is a tough one. I know. You're like, oh my God. You're like, at least he didn't get the Peabody though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know. The Good Peabody job, committee was actually yeah, <laughs> withholding properly. <laughs> oh God. Um, so anyway, it's, you know, we, we have Meg Wiley again in her, what, like fifth or sixth. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's incredible. She's so good. And like the whole, it's, it's so funny because the way he presents, first of all, he's like totally not into Blanche's advances, even when his mom is there, but there's the whole thing where, you know, when he's like, <laughs> why do I feel the need to bathe? Where like they, it's definitely like, and Blanche says it later, like they have been boning, you know, in the background. Like it seems like she's lying or like setting it up to be like, this is where we're eventually gonna head, you know, when she's like gets plenty. I mean, plenty of exercise with me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, but it certainly seems like they already have been fucking. Right, and also I think that may be the turning point at which he becomes interested in her because, like, in the beginning he's not that interested, but maybe they have really oh. good physical chemistry. Um, I will say, like, I mean, I guess it's just because like he has to appease the mother, but like, why are you having your mom over to your fuck buddy's house <laughs> for tea and cake? You could just not. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> Oh, as well as the you know the one who's supposed to be roasting you uh saying weird shit i mean thank god she's there though because we have the i found the tea res rather moist yeah. as well what i can't be uncomfortable too oh god it's so great it's such a great scene and i oh. mean from the beginning she comes in when she's like i'm looking for the cheap jezebel who's ruining my gerald yeah Blanche. Like, yeah <laughs> It's great. I love, I actually like love this episode. It's really funny. It's finally some action. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, with the, the way it ends up though, I mean, like it, this is at least the third time. So Steven with Blanche and Ernie with Rose comes to mind um, where like the girls have essentially like helped heal a man who then is like, thanks a lot. And then leaves them <laughs> because yeah, like they suddenly have clarity <laughs> is there anybody else that i'm missing i'm trying to remember like it's just like i don't I know i mean it's not exactly the same but when stan gets over dorothy and then he sleeps with gloria it's like a yeah. similar tactic totally totally spoiler alert jesus yeah sorry <laughs> if you haven't seen the show it's been 30 years so. we famously only cater to people who haven't seen the show yeah <laughs> anyway um no but it's like it's kind of like this like curse of a woman who has their shit together right where you're just like kind of what i was just saying before where dorothy's looking at stan and looking at jerry and being like man you guys are messed up you know like whew, it, it just makes you feel better about yourself right when you see people that you're like you have so many troubles and you like don't even know where to begin to like process this and it's like yeah, I've got issues, but like, man, I'm so happy that like I am as far along as I am kind of thing, right? And it's it's kind of the same 
deal where you're just like, and now thank you for bringing me there, but see you later. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, Blanche does say, she goes, why does this keep happening to me? I don't think that that's necessarily a direct reference to, like I said, the Steven storyline or other things, but it is kind of funny because it is, it does keep happening to you. Yeah, totally. Um, I love costume wise. Sophia in a life jacket is so funny. Honestly, and I'm I'm so good of the writers to only use it twice because like, (laughs) holy cow, it is so good. (laughs) So cute. Splash Mountain. I know just Splash Mountain being her favorite Disney's ride is also really great. (laughs) Well, I guess Space Mountain too. Space Mountain, Splash Mountain. They are both like pretty, pretty up there as far as rides. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) She's like tricks. I do love the like I'll break your legs line. She goes, Ma, be serious. Where are you gonna get the four hundred dollars? <laughs> Ballpark. Yeah. She's like, lies, all lies. Sure, I, I want you to boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, geez. But uh anyway. Yeah, I I mean I I do really I like the idea of like that this man is loved by Sophia in a way, because love means a lot of different things, right? And it's like he's been hanging around enough and there's been so much activity of late that like you can actually believe that they do still care about him even though he was a total ass and like ruined a second wedding already like i mean in in probably more realistic terms like they would literally just cut him off forever but um in the the storyline of the show i can believe where like sophia gets to that point and they have this like bonding moment that's you know it's like it's kind of nice like it sucks that he's like not retrospective. Like he's like, if I hurt you, and you're like, Stan, come on, you know you hurt them both numerous times. Like, yeah. like I need a little bit of a better speech for you to really truly like believe that they're gonna like forgive you and go to lunch with you. But whatever, it, it works for me. I love Chinese food. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree, and I think it actually like we don't see we see it a couple times, but like the Sophia Stan dynamic is really interesting because like Sophia has less of a soft spot for him than even Dorothy does. And like, I think that that's very understandable. Um, And so it is kind of nice to one, like Dorothy and Stan often allude to like how present Sophia and Sal were in their lives when they were growing up um, and like, you know, raising their kids. And I think it's nice that there would have been even this one particular bonding moment. I think it's, it's sweet. And it's like, honestly like it that part feels very real psychological to me like I'm not a trained therapist but I feel like this idea of like transference and like the mother figure who is more present who now like really just kind of like hates you like that would you could see how healing that would translate to like moving forward in your life um and so I yeah I really I actually really like that bit yeah a lot no, it's nice. It's like, and it's funny because it's like in this goofy episode of like mommy issues, it, it actually does a, a decent job of like bringing it back down to earth a bit. <laughs> you know, it's not totally wildly off the wall in terms of lessons to be learned or imparted or whatnot. Totally. Yeah. And did you also catch that in, in Dr. Halpern's office, you can see the monkey cone already? You know what? I didn't, but I love that so much. And like, wow, really? What a great plant. <laughs> it's really exciting. Please refer to her by her name. <laughs> yeah. Which is really funny because it's like, it begs the question of like, he's already got a long game planned for Stan or he uses that often with many of his patients. <laughs> I mean, it works, right? 
He's off the monkey. <laughs> He's off the monkey. <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> um, I don't really have, yeah, I, I, there's just really other good lines that I want to highlight here. Like, the, you know, there's of course the, from the pit of my stomach to the porcelain of the bowl. <laughs> it's really great. Um, one of my favorites, if not my favorite from this episode is the, in the office, like the waiting room where it's like, we'll tell us what's wrong with us. We'll tell you, we'll tell you what's wrong with us. If we tell us what's wrong with you, she goes, that really won't be fair, Stan, <laughs> or, you know, that really won't be fair. Will it Stan? I mean, now they know what's wrong with us, which is so brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and of course the, you know, if I have all the cheese I want, why am I still unhappy? <laughs> I'd read that book. Yeah, no, that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that feels very like of the time, like a self help book, you know? I totally thought it was like referencing Who Moved My Cheese, which is like this book that, of course, I've never read because I was like in middle school when it came out, which was 1998, which is obviously far after the, the show has gone off the air. So it can't be referencing that. And it's actually a business book. It's like kind of business self help, I think, as opposed to self help. But I just remember seeing it in like Borders and Barnes and Noble and Walden books everywhere, like at the at the time when I was trolling around malls when malls were still a thing in middle school but anyway perhaps there's a lot of cheese metaphors and analogies to be made in the self-help psychological space um i love when rose is like when rose is basically introducing the idea of the roast and, and dorothy's like first she's like why not tease him about his taste in friends which is like a real sick burn but then, i know a real sick burn she's like keep your eyes open for any oddities or quirks and he's like found one what do i win when stands at the door oh it's so good it's really awesome <laughs> yeah this is a funny one actually it's I mean, really good more or less everything i have is like lines <laughs> Yeah. And it's fun. And I, I do enjoy, um, and I, I have not read ahead in the Bible of Jim Colucci's book about the monkey show, but I, I kind of love the idea that they love Dr. Halpern so much as a guest star. They're like, we got to milk this, you know, we got we to sure. bring him back. Cause he's really, really good. So, but yeah, it's funny. And it, it is, it is like, there is a wacky element here, but it's still within the realm of like possibility. So to your point, I believe last episode when you were like, I wonder if, if this has fully fallen off the cliff, I think we've like climbed up a little bit back into like reality zone compared to cantaloupe lingerie baseball man, you know? Yeah, the... totally. <laughs> but there is the monkey cone, you know? So we are getting into wacky times. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, we're definitely going there, but this is a good example of like where it works, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, Awesome. Well, do you have anything else? No, I just want to once again reiterate, we'll be serving Cornish game hen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I don't get it. Why is that funny? <laughs> oh, the, they're serving. It's so it's so good. It's just like, like oh, I didn't set it up. From the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laughter from the crowd. <laughs> it's just, man, it, 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 Rose is like is admired for many reasons, but like her ability to make herself laugh is just really a just um. a treasure. Oof. Awesome. All right, team. Well, join us next time after our hiatus when we discuss an hour's worth of passion and naughty playing cards from Denmark. Supposed to take an hour? <laughs> <laughs> take care, everyone. <laughs>